Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, Mom, watch. No hands. I just lost control of my bike and crashed. Only skinned my knee a little bit. Nothing too bad. Jesus H. Christ! My little baby! That's it! No more bike riding for you! Not today! Not ever! Mom, it doesn't hurt too bad! I love my bike! I just fell. It happens. That's it! I'm getting you a car! Wow, cool! I did not bring you into this world in order for you to be exposed to anything dangerous. I lost my figure for you. I ruined your father's life with my nagging. I will not see you die on some outdated contraption. I won't. I won't. I won't. I will protect you in any way I can. It's a mother's duty. I love you, Mom. Well, you need a car. We'll remortgage the house or do whatever it takes. I want you safe. And what better protection than an overpowered sports coupe you can drive when first experimenting with drinking and drugs? The teenage years can be difficult and dangerous. Don't make them deadly. Don't let your teenager ride a bicycle. Be a mother, not a murderer. This is a public service announcement paid for by the Governor's Office of San Andreas in association with My Batsu Cars of America. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, this episode 353, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I gotta tell you, I'm pumped for the show, like, for real pumped for the show, because I got pages, about pages of notes of the things we're going to be talking about, but before we get to talk about that, we get to talk about how my good friend, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master, third shift, Eric, we get to hear how his week was. Hey, Eric, why don't you tell me, tell the people, tell the world, how was your week this week? Ooh, dog is busy. My sister came to visit. She hung out pretty much from Tuesday all the way till Sunday. So, she, or well, it was technically Monday, but I had to work, so I didn't see her Monday. So Sunday was the last day I saw her. But she was here visiting the whole time. So my basement, my dungeon, my my little platform of everything was gone to me. I was cast out and put in the Harry Potter room to do my thing. And it's not the same, Matt. It's not. You're just all my little PS5, my one little monitor up there, hot upstairs, not cool and nice downstairs. It, it wasn't the same. And I know it because I've, I've seen the little bubble hutch you got. But I was just thinking while you said that, man, what if I got kicked out of this zone? This is where I am all the time now. Mm-hmm. No, just go in the go in the living room. Like, uh, it's, sure, it's fine, but like, this is this is where I am. This is it. This is where I do my things. Yeah, this is where my life exists for my free time, anyway. And it's always that part's a bummer, but of course, her visiting's a lot of fun. You know, we do all sorts of stuff. Visit all the favorite food places. Go to a little around the town. This that Mooville's. We did all of that. We it was it was one of those weeks and weekends where we did a bunch, but we didn't. I didn't feel like we did anything. You know, we were constantly busy, but I just felt like it was like weird little stuff. Just always. We did, oh, we did the Michigan Mile. We went and did that at the uh, uh, Jacksonville Stadium or Jackson Stadium. I want to say Jacksonville. I used to live in Jacksonville a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, at the Jackson Stadium, we did the Michigan Mile. You know, me and my, my daughter, oldest daughter, we ran together. And it reminded me, Matt, that running in real life outside and stuff is way different than the treadmill. Yes. Because I do I do a mile, it's a little about 1.15, 1.2 miles every like two to three times a week for all all the time. That's what I do. 
it's easy peasy. Doesn't hurt me whatsoever. It's not even really a challenge because I'm lazy and don't want to like go crazier and challenge myself. But anywho's, just letting you know, three times a week I do a little over a mile on the treadmill. <laughs> I get out on this run. And I'm not, I, you know, she's taking the lead and she's running, so I'm running with her the whole way. And she did really well. She didn't stop, like, but for about one minute, she did a walk and then we ran the rest of the way. And I got done and I went, I wasn't like exhausted or nothing, but I was definitely like, oh, it was way shittier than uh, that treadmill. Whew. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whew. All right. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and obviously on the treadmill, I get done and I'm, barely sweating so yeah i was reminded again that real real life running is different and a lot harder than treadmill running is so that was fun that was a great time so we did that and uh did a bunch of events before that and i'll tell you this real briefly man i went to Mooville. all right ice cream place fantastic i love it and i was like i don't know what to get they don't have my favorite so i'm looking at the menu they got wizard's brew and i went Wow, that sounds pretty cool. What's that? And they go, well, it's inspired by Harry Potter. It's got, you know, the butterscotch, da 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 And I'm like, I'm sold. I love butterscotch. I love wizards. I need this ice cream. This ice cream needs to be in my belly right now. So about five minutes, they're getting everybody else, you know, the ice cream all around. I'm in, I'm just sitting here doing the mat, rubbing my hands together, getting ready for this ice cream. She's bringing all the ice cream. She's got her hands full. And I'm like, all right, it's ice cream time. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, by the way, uh, we're out of Wizards Brew. Perfect. What? Perfect. What? But, but you said I. But what? You you told me what it is and what it's all about. So I just got my go-to, which was my grasshopper, which is just mint ice cream with Oreos crushed all up in it. It's really good. But yeah, I've had that one a billion times. That's my kind of go-to one. So very disappointed. Very disappointed. I thought I was going to have the Wizard's Brew, which is a limited time one. So what do you think is going to happen now, Matt? When I go next time? It's gone. It's gone. Yep. So now I never get to have the Wizard's Brew ice cream. Very, very sad about it. But either way, had a good time with the family. Video game-wise, I played Diablo 4, as you can imagine. I am in love with this game. I don't even need to go at nauseam about it because we got all sorts of other stuff to talk about and do. But I will just say I'm in Act 2 at this point, and gosh bless, it doesn't end, man. There's just so many side quests, so many uh, dungeons and whatnot to explore. And I'm just, I'm here with a spoon. And I'm looking at this ice cream, and it doesn't end, man. It just is going, it's going, it's going. And I don't even have that feeling of anxiety like it's going to end soon, because it's not. There's so much here, and I love every minute of it. I can't wait to get on. I'll probably play tonight after the show's over. Probably, maybe, we'll see. But beyond that, the FF16 demo dropped, and that's the only other game I played. Damn. That's good. It's good, man. It's like 100% solid. And just in case you're wondering, I'm sure you already know, but the demo is the prologue. So it saves over to your actual game when you play. So you can play this and then just carry on right from where it leaves off in the demo. And it is a banger. Where it leaves off is insane, incredible. It's everything. I already knew probably what was going to happen. So things went according to what I suspected just because, you know, we play, like we always say, we play a million games, we've read a million books, we know how storytelling goes. Even with that, the music was on point, the action, the 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 combat was just solid, the, the enemy design and how they look now, that's that realism they got going in the whole Game of Thrones gritty and all this and that, right on the money, I was in love. I mean, I as soon as the demo was over, I went, 
please, can we just give me this game? And I won't even get to play it when it comes out because I'm going to be in New York. So I get to just be enjoying this stupid New York trip going, God, I want to be playing FF16 right now. This is insane. It's a sad world for me. First world problems for sure, man. What about you? Well, I will say the week started off good. First day of the weekend, went out to Williamson Theater, saw a play called Alabaster, which is really unique, but it's also kind of touching about broken people kind of, you know, finding their way through trauma, I guess. Maybe that's a spoiler. I don't know. It's not really because I don't really say about whatever. Look, it's a really unique play, especially the side characters in it. Great time. And it features one of my other favorite actresses. Probably I have like two favorite actresses who do shows at the Williamson Theater. This had the other one in it, so I had to go see it. And it was great. Good time. The next day was very sad. Had to say goodbye to a friend of mine who has been sick for a long time. But then on the video game front, playing a little bit more Street Fighter VI, a little bit of World Tour mode. But I didn't get into that very much because I got into Forspoken because I, I, I told you guys last time or whenever I said it, either on a shift or monthly topic or here on the third shift, that I was three or four trophies away. I think it ended up being like five to six, but they all wrapped up pretty quick. And it's done. It's platinum. It's It, it, it always feels good when I do that because I really only try to platinum games I really, really enjoy. And it feels awesome to know that I did it, but it also like is instantly bittersweet because now there's... It's not like there's nothing left to do. I could go do other things in the game because there's other stuff to do. But now it's over. And it's, you know, it's just like when you watch a really great movie that takes you on a fantastic ride. And now you got to go back to something else. Or when you get done with a really good book or a book series. Mm -hmm. Oh, but now my friends are gone. Oh. Okay. Well, I guess I don't get to see Athia anymore. But loved my time with the game. But it is over, which gives me more time to play Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I'm still I'm still torn about. Every day that I say, all right, I'm not worrying about this one trophy that I need to do very specific acts to get if I want to 100% complete it. Then by the end of that play session, like two hours, I'll go, man, that was great and fun. And I'm progressing the story and having a great time. Oh, but I could, I could, I could get it. I could get it because they did do the patch and the trophies that I was missing popped or the, the Steam achievements that I was missing, same thing. I went, man, but... Mm, ha, uh, ha. But the story progression that I've done, it's really good. Stuff got really dark, the bad stuff happened, you know, the end of Act 2, traditional storyline structure. We're back into Act 3. We're trying to rev it back up. Some really cool stuff has been happening. Really digging the characters that I'm hanging out with. That game is a ton of fun. That game is phenomenal. I love it. And I haven't been playing anything else, because I focused on Forspoken until it's time to focus on Midnight Suns, and both are amazing, and I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> I was thinking about it during this play session, getting close to the end of Midnight Suns. I'm going to miss all those dorky superheroes that I'm spending all my time with. And then when I go into some other superhero game that has like a Wolverine in it, I'm going to be like, but that's not dorky Wolverine. That's not Goof Master Blade. That's not silly Captain Marvel up on the big screen. That's not her. That's not my Captain Marvel. Hashtag not my Captain Marvel. Hashtag not my Blade. Hashtag not my Wolverine. It's pretty much my Spider-Man, though. He's Yuri Lowenthal does the same kind of Spider-Man. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's been the video game front. Except we're going to continue on the video game front with a million, billion releases. Million showcases. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven sheets of paper. 
Not even counting the ones we already did, which was Summer Games Fest. This is all Day of the Devs, Devolver Digital, Future Game Show, Wholesome Direct, Xbox Showcase, Starfield Direct, Ubisoft Forward, Capcom Showcase. I don't even know how we're going to do any of this stuff, Eric. Start us off with something, though. Just you pick something random and you just say talking words about it. Well, I'm going to start off in the, the, the weird end with the Devolver Digital Showcase. Okay. Fantastic showcase. Yes. Okay, I loved Volvi. I loved the whole thing coming back. I loved the whole... They put on a wonderful show again. Just yes. a great time. The games, however, you were 100% right. I was like, okay, well, that one's not really for me. Wizard with a Gun seemed cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, all right, that's pretty neat. Probably won't be something I actually play, but maybe. Baby Steps, I wanted to talk about just a minute, because this is a streamer-ass game. Yeah. This game was made... Because they know it's going to make a billion dollars because streamers are going to play it and everyone's going to get laughs and the streams are going to get lots of views. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen that recently. Just such a game that was, why are we making this? For streamers. For streamers to play and for the audience to laugh and have a great time with. It It's like, I don't know, it, it's funny and it was great. I love the interaction, especially at the end when he toppled over the little rock, yes, uh, yes. The little rock thing. and That was fantastic. So I'm not dissing the game, but it just struck me like, you made this game just so streamers would play it and buy it and and, and give it to their audience. 100% agree with that. I will say this is not really a kind of game for me. I'm not I'm not this kind of weird physics kind of gamer. But when he talked to that weird guy after kicking over the thing, I went, oh, man, I've got like high on life vibes from this. Yeah. I want to see what other kind of crazy characters are around here. But yes, you're right. It is a streamer-ass streamer game. But, I mean, it's made by the guy who made another streamer-ass streamer game. It's the guy who did Getting Over It, and then something else, too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the other thing was. So it's a, it's a progression of this, but it is kind of weird to see it kind of pushed up into a big, not spotlight, but kind of into a spotlight. Well, it literally was in a showcase. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was shown. Instead of just a game that came out, caught streamers' attention because of the content, and then yeah, went yeah, from yeah. there, this one was actually like, no, yo, you're going to want to play this. And, of course, it's just all about you controlling independently these feet and, like like you said, using the physics and how, how that all works and just the, the tomfoolery and mm-hmm. the stumbling and bumbling and everything that you – while you're traversing all these different environments – that looked cool. And then, of course, making this super awkward character who's a 35-year-old live-at-home dude with no life, and he's just zapped into this strange alternate world. So they they built up on it to make it so there's the potential for it to be hilarious, and you can have a lot of fun with it. But, uh, yeah, you know, I just thought it was neat. And at the same time, it was just strange to see a, a game that isn't made for actual regular people, but for streamers, like, come around like that. It's just it's so weird to me that we live in this. And then, of course, they made fun and of influencers in the Volvi uh, whole shtick. They made mm-hmm. fun of they made fun of everybody. They made fun of themselves. They made fun of, you know, your fans. They made fun of streamers. Thanks for your doing all your hard influency work, influencer. <laughs> I was like, nice. Yeah, that whole presentation was just amazing. Not a lot of these games are for me, except for I think the Talos Principle 2, because I've always said it, I should have gotten into the Talos Principle 1. I love puzzles, and I love storylines about robots who have lived on past their usefulness, and why are they trying to do this? What's happening in their robot brains? What's happening in their consciousness? That's for me. But just anything Devolver does, their showcases are so good. Mm -hmm. This storyline was awesome. God, I just loved the story of this retro game mascot character and the different evolutions of it. He went in like, what was it, like Cigarette Blast or whatever? Yeah, that was great. Edgy 90s stage. And I just loved, too, that Shadowgate callback. At the end, they played my favorite type of game. Screen pops up. 
you you have your little hand and your little finger and you pick up your items and you do pick up, walk, move. And I went, yes, there it is. Yes. Somebody knew those games existed at one point in time in this world. Bring those back. Where are they? Bring them back, please. Please, Devolver, bring them back. So it, it, even with all that, just, just the fact that they pulled up that old, that old gameplay for the ending had me going. I was so excited to see it. And it's funny, Matt, because you said the Talos was the, the game you were interested in. I totally f- must have been like zoned out on the time. I just wrote weird puzzle game with puzzles. That's it, yeah. There it is. That's <laughs> the game, Matt. I recognized it when you started talking about it. And I got to say, as they do almost every other year, they they got me. They hooked me. They made the Volvi merch. I had to get some Volvi merch. I got a t-shirt on the way whenever that happens. And then I got to nice. say, I got to say, I got <laughs> mad, but then happy because one of my influencers who I do follow, why the hell did Skill Up get to be in the Devolver Digital Showcase and not me? That should have been me. It should have been me. But I was like, what the hell? And then hey, that's awesome. I like Skill Up. Congrats to him for being in there. But just a great showcase. Not a ton of games showed off. No. Not a ton of games that are definitely for me, but just a wonderful time. But I had a fun time in it. Yeah. yeah. I, I Like I always say every year, I am so glad that there exists a company like this. Like all the other showcases are great, but like cer- certain ones of them like Ubisoft, it kind of feels like cookie cutter showcase. Here's how you do it. This is how you do it. Devolver Digital, you got no idea what's going to happen in that showcase. And that's what I love about them. Mm-hmm. It's just magic every time. Yeah, I'm there for the show. I don't even care what games they show, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm just there for to have a great time. And they always they always stick it. So it's a it's just a shoe in for me. And now I want to switch over, Matt, to one that wasn't so fun. I don't know if you did you watch Ubisoft Forward? I did. Or highlights? Okay. I got notes. I did the uh the clipped version. Okay. So I just saw like the games. I skipped over a lot of the talking. Occasionally I'd listen to some of it just so I could get a gist. But uh this one didn't hit me, man. I, uh, I the Avatar gameplay I thought was pretty cool. You know, I'm I'm pro- I'm not a big Avatar guy, but it it just looked kind of like a cool, fun, like semi open world adventure game. You're getting you know the, the little dragon dudes. I don't remember what they're called anymore. So like it got me to the point where I was like, I might watch this one, just because it looks like it could be a good time. But I don't know. I, I'm really not an Avatar person. I get kind of mad at those tall, weird blue people. So I don't know. This is one of those ones where I, I, I think it's funny because anytime this game has shown up before, people go, oh, whatever, stupid Avatar. But when I was watching it, I went, you know, storylines, whatever. Avatar has basic storylines. But I was watching it, and I wrote down, I literally wrote down, you know, I wrote down the title, just taking notes. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, if this is open world, I'll buy it. Just because being in that world, and the, the feed that I saw, it was it didn't look that like clean and great. But I was like, you know, if I can get this on my PS5, on my hot-ass monitor, mm-hmm. and spend a bunch of time in that world, just flying around on the, the Banshees, I think they called them. Well, no, they, it wasn't Banshees. It was something else. And then riding on the horse ones, yep. I went, that's what I'm going to do. And then they said, hey, it's a big open world. You get to do, do, do. So I have to buy it just for that. I, I wrote down that I would. But I'm excited about this because... You know, they showed off the different clans, the different biomes. And what I love most about Avatar, the movies, is just that world. I want to see beautiful things and experience them in really cool ways. And so if I get to fly through this wonderful world. And the other thing that I liked in this reveal was, you know, they showed, all oh, there's human structures and they're polluting. But once you clear them up, it kind of like instantly went smash and then it's all overgrown and stuff. And I went, if that's the focus of the game, like go in see the new people, learn the new way. And then, oh, by the way, over there for like 20 years, it's been these guys doing this thing and you go clear it out. 
I'm going to like that because you're bringing beauty back to the world, that type of thing. The only thing that I might not like about this is if it's the traditional Avatar story. Hey, welcome to the woods land. We're the woods people. Come learn our stuff. Look at the big, beautiful thing. Oh, it got murdered. Now you have to go kill the humans. That's the only thing I don't like about Avatar stuff. If it's just not that, here's a beautiful thing. Watch it get murdered. Go kill them, and then you get to move on to the next one. But I don't know. I got excited for it because I guess I'm just a big open worlds guy now. Like my last few games of the year are big open worlds games. But it got me excited. I don't mean to sound so excited, but this is one of the things that got me hyped for this one. It put me in a watch mode. Yeah, yeah. So it went from I was completely disinterested and didn't care to actually going to pay attention to it and see where it goes. So I'm with you. Uh, Now, this is some overlap. It's the Prince of Persia. Mm -hmm. You know, I should save this, I guess, for the Xbox showcase because they really did a big number on the Xbox showcase with it, whereas the Ubisoft Ford, I don't really think, did a huge, huge thing on it. At least the clip I saw only showcased a little bit of it. So, but I'll just do it because it is Ubisoft. That, Matt, oh, my God, dude, I was not expecting that at all. And when that hit, and I'll just tie it in, I originally saw it on the Xbox showcase. It blew my mind. Yes, but we saw it on Summer Game Fest. We talked was about it? this last yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. The Summer Game Fest. That's it was the right. first thing that kicked it off. Yeah, yeah. And then it got showcased again and again and again. But I watched it again, and it was just fantastic. I mm-hmm. can't wait to play that one. So watching some more deep, you know, the deep play, and then, of course, people talking about the inspiration behind it, blah, 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 blah. was cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I'm almost to that point now, though. That first reveal was so good that I'm kind of in, like, I kind of want to just have it. Yeah. I don't want to see more. I want to have it. Maybe maybe just a little bit more. Show me, like, two bosses, and then I'll be like, okay, sold or or watch. But ugh, I, I'm hyped for that one. It looks really good. Indeed it does. And then for me, Matt, I don't know, you know, there might be more for you, but Star Wars Outlaws for me was really the only other big uh, mm-hmm. in-depth look, you know, that they did and really gave you some gameplay of the game. That got me stoked. I was already sold when they did the bombastic shindig earlier, but getting into the Ford and actually seeing gameplay of it and what you're doing in the minute, moment to moment, this game is looking sweet. You know, we, everyone says it, but I got to agree. It's just getting away from, you know, the Jedi and the Sith and doing all that and just getting into just regular ass people doing regular ass things, smuggling, trying to stay alive, all that good stuff. That's a lot of fun because there's so many worlds, so many characters, so many monsters, creatures, etc to play with that you don't have to be doing magic and doing nut job stuff with the potentials there and they rarely ever utilize it. So this is that opportunity. This is that chance. And I really hope it pulls forward and actually does all that because I want this to be amazing. I a hundred percent agree with you. The first thing that I wrote down here is this looks promising with an exclamation point because it looks really good. Even though to me, it was one of those, fake gameplay trailers mm-hmm. like sure it was gameplay but it was too smooth yeah it was that very artificial smoothness but looked really good like you said i appreciate the you're kind of on the ground floor of a smaller story hopefully now obviously you're going from planet to planet so there's going to be something bigger but i also wrote down i don't want any references i don't want any easter eggs i don't want her to be a secret jedi no. i don't want her to oh no look i found this blaster and it says h solo one i wonder who that means no i just want this universe like Knights of the Old Republic was. It's a totally different story in this same universe, which is magical and wonderful. And I got to say, speaking of magical and wonderful, the beginning of this trailer specifically, it starts out in space and you hear that kind of Star Wars music. 
it sent chills up my spine because it reminded me of how good all the Star Wars games used, you know, all the Star Wars games used to be because Star Wars media was so spread out. It felt magical again. So I'm excited for this. I'm hoping for it to succeed and do well. Last thing I'll say is I really love the going from the planet to outer space transition. It wasn't like super smooth like you would see in No Man's Sky or whatever, but it brought, when the star field came out, it did the like a little bit of Star Wars magic, a little bit of Disney magic there, and I liked it. I will say two things, other things I was hyped for, I didn't think it would happen. And granted, we didn't get a lot of, of it, but Skull and Bones was there. No, it was my part of the sky there. for some Skull so, and Bones. They mentioned ridiculous. Skull and Bones. They, they sang Skull and Bones. They sang a song and left. They announced a closed beta <laughs> in August, August 25th through the 28th. Yeah, this is going to be my breath of fire, Eric. I'm going to talk about Skull and Bones till the day you we die. Know, you promised that you said you'd kill me if I ever brought it up again. Yes. I wasn't going to do it. And then you want to bring it up to mock me. So, you know, what's that mean? That means I can just do it again. I can no, it no, talk about no. why Breath of Fire wasn't at the Capcom showcase because... No, no. You've mentioned Breath of Fire like twenty times. I've mentioned Skull and Bones three times. So there's, I still got to get seventeen more times. But yeah, but hey, you mocked my, you mocked my Breath of Fire as as everyone you, should, you as everyone it, should. No. Last thing on the Ubisoft forward, uh, Athena was there, badass female wrestler, front row. I saw it like a half snippet, and I went, I know that face. Whose face was that in half a second? And then later, I was like, Hey, Athena's there. That's awesome. Really cool. So two cameos from two of the people that I enjoy in the two things we just talked about. Boom. And you mentioned Capcom Showcase. Let's just jump into the Capcom Showcase. What do you got, Eric? Oh, you know this is for you, man. This ain't for me. I will say I came out of it only one game really solid for me. I mean, the Resident Evil 4 PSVR, we already knew about. We already, you know, They talked about some more. Really cool. I'll be playing it. They did say it's free. They did say it's free. Yeah, and that was the confirmation. Yeah, exactly. That is free, and I already own it. So, bam, I have another PSVR 2 game to play free of charge. The Exo Primal, they're, uh, they're, they're, them getting back in there and talking to you more about it, it's really sold me, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's just sold me. I mean, this game, it looks way cooler than I was just originally thinking. The in-depth talks and how the story progresses and what the hell's going on in this world, I want to play this game now. Yeah. And I've been invited to the alpha, the beta, and I, I just, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm not really that interested. This just seems kooky to me and weird. And now I want to buy it and play it. So they did a great job. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. The showcase got me involved. If you don't know, Exo Primal is that dinosaur game, everybody, where they're like pouring out of the sky and you're in these mech uniforms and you're over there with different abilities. You got your tanks, you got your gunners, you got your scouts, your typical kind of thing, and you're holding the ground from these dinosaurs and you're making sure to protect areas or progress or whatever the case may be, but you're shooting lots of dinosaurs with cool mech suits. That's the premise. And it seems ridiculous, but they're selling it like gold to me right now, Matt. I literally wrote, this looks so good. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe how good it looks. Just even just like graphics, like especially like the cutscene graphics look incredible, especially for a game that is this kind of doofy dorky concept, earth defense force with dinosaurs. It shouldn't look this good. It should look like a budget game, but it looks incredible. I don't know how well, you know, the Battle Pass and all that stuff would ever hook me, but it's got an open beta from the 16th this Friday through the 18th, which I don't know if I'm going to have any time to play, but I'll try and play it. But the thing that I think they've said it before, but I keep forgetting it, it's on Game Pass, day one. So I don't even have to buy it. I can just go into the living room, which I've established I don't like to do, but I can just go play it. Just when it, when it comes out, it's just free for me. Ah, looks great. 
two other games that look great. Like you said, this is the showcase for me, not for you. Ghost Trick, the demo's out, but it also launches the 30th, just like two weeks from now. I feel like I had known that, but I feel like I was also shocked that it was just around the corner. The game looks amazing. It looks really well done, you know, going from the DS to the HD version. Looks really cool. Can't wait to play that. Then Apollo Justice, the Ace Attorney Trilogy. I still have issues with the going from 2D to the HD 2D, the presentation in there. It still feels funny. Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice, the, the last two in this compilation, are some of the best Ace Attorney games I've ever played in my life. I've said that before on this podcast. They are incredible, especially Spirit of Justice. If you like Ace Attorney at all, you have to get this collection. I just really hope the DLC is included because Dual Destinies, I think, had a really fun DLC case all around like a SeaWorld type area. And a courtroom interaction you have with something in that game is just phenomenal. So that better be in there. But regardless if it is or not, the Ace Attorney series is awesome. Every culmination of each individual game is completely epic. And like I said, Spirit of Justice, the end of this trilogy here is just... It's incredible. You go to such crazy places. Wow, just great. There was no person here for me to be excited about. Nobody was a guest star in this. Yeah, there's no, 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 definitely no people at this one. It was just boop, 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 bang, 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 bang. Now, before we move on, though, I will say the Dragon's Dogma 2. I've never played Dragon, Dragon's Dogma 1, Mm -hmm. but this one was looking cool. There's some promise. I really, I don't know. I I feel like it still is weird to me. I don't really know, like, kind of what's going on in this game at all, but. It looked like up my alley. It's your high fantasy, crazy scrap going on, supposedly huge world, all sorts of cool stuff to do. So I'm going to watch this one, go ahead and pay a little attention, maybe go research what the hell Dragon's Dogma was all about. But that's the only other one that even perked my interest for the Capcom showcase. And that's one that's just always on the periphery for me. I did get Dragon's Dogma 1, you know, way down the line after it was around because I heard how cool it was. Played like five to ten hours of it. And it was really cool and really unique, especially the way, like the pawn system. Uh-huh. That's really cool. And the way you deal with certain monsters, like clambering over on them and stuff, it's really cool. But it was also one of those things where when I got those five, 10 hours in, I was like, this is going to take 10 times more than I've just already done to complete this game. And so I went later and later became never. So when I see this one, I go, I should get in on this. I should do this. But I just, I'm wishy-washy. And that's where I'm also torn was they're like, okay, you're going to have one main support and you're going to have two two pawns or two side supports. But they're going to feel more like real players. And we want you to feel like the real players and they're actually contributing to the battles. They're actually helping you out, high-fiving you, et cetera, et cetera. And I went, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. But this could go multiple ways. It could be they're actually stupid and don't do what they're supposed to and you're going to be angry all the time and they're not going to be that helpful, or B, they're going to be super helpful, and that's great, but they're going to be extremely complicated, and you're going to have to make sure they are tricked out properly, because I don't really know how that system works, to be useful. And I'm like, well, what's that entail? What what do I got to do in this game? What I played in the first one, it's kind of your main pawn that you can do all the, you know, minute details with and trick out and do all that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But the other ones, and I don't know if this is the same in this one, you kind of download them. Oh, okay. You go on like the, the pawn shop and find pawns of, oh, this one has these kind of abilities. This is, you know, this is a tank pawn. This is a big physical. This is a magic pawn. Uh-huh. So you kind of choose from a selection that are roughly around your same level. So you can't go get the level 99 pawn and just... Just wreck house or do whatever. I really enjoyed the system. What I've played of it in Dragon's Dogma 1, obviously you like your pawn more because you get to 
upgrade them and customize them how you want. Mm -hmm. But it was just cool to see all the different, especially see all the different types of characters that people made. Like if, hey, I'm a rogue, so I want my pawn to be a big tank. Well, then I also need a magic pawn. And oh, there's an archer. Oh, I could have done. I could have done this magic. I could have done this archery. Oh, my pawn, who is this big, strong brute, has these really cool abilities. It kind of makes you want to redo your whole thing and then play these cool different styles, even though they're kind of already with you. Mm -hmm. I thought they were surprisingly good. Well, I'll, I'm going to pay attention to it because I am interested in anything that goes in high fantasy worlds and dragons. You know, you got my attention. So hopefully it turns out to be amazing and I got time to get it and play it when it comes out in the distant future. Absolutely. And I think here's where we're going to diverge because no, let's no, we're not going to diverge because we're going to roll into the Xbox showcase because that's one that we both watch. Definitely. Yes. I think after that, we can kind of start splitting up and pulling on stuff. Obviously the Xbox showcase, it got leaked days before, but Persona 3 Reload, my God, dude, mm -hmm. I thought it, I texted it to you. And I thought it again when I watched this. I can't believe how good it looks. Like the redone menus and everything, like the water theme of it. It shows them switching menus and goes, Psh, like a big wave comes splashing down. It gave me chills when I watched it. And especially, we've said it, we played Persona 3 Portable, and we didn't like that you can't just walk around town. Yeah. Everything is a static screen that you explore. When I saw the main character run through the halls of the school. Mm -hmm. It literally gave me chills again, like more. I'm getting them right now thinking about it. I went, that's it. That's what I want. Even if you don't upgrade the social links, even if everything else is just, it's just shinier looking. I couldn't, I can't believe it. I want it so bad. I was just, my jaw was just down to the ground. Yeah. Seeing this, all the graphical updates, the fact that they went with the actual original you know, but also it looks like they're incorporating some of the stuff they did, maybe like the portable version, who knows. Either way, I went, this is what I'm eating. This is the meal I get to eat. And I went, you know what, I'm sorry, <laughs> Persona 3 Portable, but no, I'm saving. Because yeah, I played like, you know, 10, 15 hours worth, but I'm like, nope, that's it. Yeah, my adventure with you is over because that's that's what I want. I want to explore the schools. I want to roam around the halls. I want to go into town. I want to see you standing there with your little social link ready to go. And then I get to go and have me a good time exploring, you know, what you want me to do and becoming friends and all that good stuff with all these updates. I'm sure they're going to be redoing tracks and, and remixing some stuff. And, oh, man, this is it. I can't wait. The fact that this got leaked really bummed me out because yeah. I think that this being dropped on us while watching the showcase would have just been flip the table, Xbox, you did it. Even though I did check immediately, is this can I get this on PlayStation though? Can I can I can I get this on PlayStation? Yes, you can. You yeah, sure you, can. you sure can. Now you can play it for free though on Game Pass mm -hmm. or go buy it on PlayStation. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go buy it on PlayStation because that's my home. That's where I can do things. I want my trophies for my Persona 3, so I have to do that. It does feel kind of weird because I am going to download it on Game Pass. I'm going to play it there. But it does feel weird to not have it on PlayStation and then always be, you know, not actively, but like at certain points, like, how far has Eric gotten? Oh, he didn't get that trophy yet. Okay. I, I, I know. And kind of track each other's progress. Mm -hmm. The fact that you get an awesome remade Persona game for free on Game Pass is incredible. And then, you know, I'm going to jump. I'm going to skip because we're on the uh -oh. Persona train. We're going to Persona 5 Tactica. 
Mm-hmm. I love units on grids. I, I love oh moving God. little units on a little grid, <laughs> and I love Persona Five. And that's the boom. You got your peanut butter and my chocolate. You got my chocolate and my peanut butter. Oh, oh, I can't believe it. And like the triangle attack that they did, like mm-hmm. you can actually have team up attacks that look cool with custom animations, just like the all out attacks. You know, you see Ryuji and and uh, and Noir going ha 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 ha. Incredible! I can't wait. I yes. Ah. Uh, and then to boot, they did it again. They got another game out, and they got another new character to be introduced to the Phantom Thieves and help them out and and partner up. So you get another fresh taste of a new character and what they're all about and who they like, who they don't like, and the interactions they have with, of course, Joker and and everybody else on the team. And I went, damn, this is a win, solid right here. And then of course they pop the Persona music. You know, you got mm-hmm. that Persona Five music just going the whole time so you know there's no mistaking that they've got all the voices they've got the music back up and running everything you love to persona 5 they've got ready for you in this one and you said it and i'm assuming it's there because why would it not be they better have japanese audio because that was the only thing i didn't like about this listen to the english audio that's not what morgana sounds like that's not it what it sounds though. like it that's is. not what anybody sounds like no you're a liar <laughs> This is one of the rare things I, you know, I, we always talk about. I listen to the English version. So for me, it was spot on. That was my Makoto. That was my Morgana. Everybody was there. I was very happy about it. I can't wait to play this game. And it, once again, if it wasn't freaking sleeked, God, imagine that. You'd have been, we'd have been on Cloud Nine for Persona Three. Yeah. Thinking, all right, they got a piece. That was, that was it. That's good enough, man. That's the best it could be. And then, boom. That comes, and you're just like, oh, you hurt my heart. Oh, I'm dying. And I love, too, that they broke it up. Like you said, if it wasn't leaked, we would have been like, oh, Persona 3, that's the that's the best thing in the showcase. Oh, 10 things later, holy crap, Persona 5 Tactica. I can't believe it. We're eating good in the neighborhood. And then 10 and then more they did later. It again. <laughs> they did it again. They were like, hey, check this out. Metaphor, Refantasio or whatever, coming 2024. This is the one that me and Matt years ago thought was going to be the new Persona, but is actually a complete spinoff from the Persona team doing their own thing that isn't Persona while handing the reins over to a new team to handle Persona 6. So this is a fantasy game, which we've talked about before, based off in some fantastic realm. And you're this new set of characters, but it's the same team that did Persona 5, so 4 and 3, I think it was. And once again, draw came down to the deck. Did you see the menus? Did you see the artwork in there, Matt? Holy crap. It's disgusting how good they are at making amazing menus and colorful artwork. And that's what I remember the most from this is just it's so colorful. And then I saw a screenshot from one of the menus. It was the battle menu where it's, you know, the little action ring around the character, mm-hmm. essentially. And I was like, it looks incredible. It looks amazing. How, yeah. how can everything look so good from these people? How? What are they What are they doing? It was so incredibly colorful and vibrant. Every moment of that trailer just had color popping everywhere. Like just lush, vivid color. They had these big bombastic baddies in the background and backdrops showing up. Mm-hmm. They had your characters taking like the forefront, like really cool stylish poses, like I said, during the battle segments with just like you said, the, the attention to detail and how they show the words up for, you know, your different attacks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Then you look down in the corner where it's like fighter, 
thug and and you know these different just really cool different names for your different uh your different peeps and that's got me intrigued i'm like am i gonna be able to choose this time around like what my characters are you know like old school rpg style Mm -hmm. seeker mage thug fighter knight or are they gonna just be that when the story comes to that point i don't know but seeing them them really just traditional rpg elements in like little things i'm like how crazy are they gonna go with this you know what are what are they gonna do here? I I can't wait to find out. I mean I'm just and I saw of course as per usual you saw your typical little demons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you know you're getting your usual persona esque or Shin Megami Tensei esque demons are all coming back. But then they had this gigantic looking bossing this butterfly mm-hmm. something or rather and it had me cracking up. But this his this gigantic weird tentacle coming out of its mouth mm-hmm. and looked freakish and I went yep there it is that's. That, that 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 brings me back. I'm all about it. 100%. Now, I feel sad because there's lots of other stuff I want to talk about from the showcase, but none of it is as awesome as those first three are. But something else that got two stars, most of these other got two stars, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. It's coming back, and it's coming back with jobs and stuff, but that's not even the most exciting thing because I went, yeah, cool. If it's free on Game Pass, I'll definitely play it just like I did the last one. And then they went, hey... Check it out, guy. You like you like really cool stuff? You like totally weird stuff? Check out the Dune Ornithopter. Fly around in the goddamn Ornithopter from Dune in Microsoft Flight Simulator. You sold me. You sold me 100%. I am now apparently the weird flight simulator guy. But I just, it just tickled my fancy. I, went, I screamed out in this chair, Ornithopters? Yes, Ornithopters from Dune are in this game. Amazing. Incredible. Well, if you want to stick to the two stars, I got Towerborn on here. This came up, and they just right away were like, co-op, you're playing together, you're doing the thing. And, of course, you live in this big thing, and you got to go venture out, and you got to start unlocking stuff. It was, once again, like this really cool, kind of lush, vibrant overworld, and off you went to clear things out, clear out the monsters, clear out the towns, find the treasures, and on top of it, do it with friends. And I went, this is a game. Maybe this is it. Look at this, a game. <laughs> Matt might like this, maybe. I don't know. But I marked it down. I said, Towerborn, co-op, 2024, colorful, fun, looks great. Maybe we'll play. And it's all about just getting in there, hacking and slashing, doing all sorts of cool stuff, getting treasures, upgrading, so on and so forth. But that was part of that worried me. I'm like, well, Matt's not going to want to do all the upgrading stuff. I don't know. But the co-op portion of just hacking slashing and going after treasures, going after loot, really kind of spiked my interest. I actually didn't write that down, so I've totally forgotten it, so I'm going to have to go back and look at that one. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Oh, of course. Got its first teaser right there. Ichi's naked on a beach in America, in the USA. What's going on? Obviously, we're going to play it. It didn't show any gameplay. It didn't show any anything, but it's the new Like a Dragon game. It's, again, a place you wouldn't expect to see it. Like You wouldn't expect to see all these Japanese games at the Xbox Showcase, but it also had Western-developed games like Avowed, which... Every time Xbox has a showcase or an announcement, people go, I want to see more about Avowed. They got a show Avowed. And I went, what the hell is Avowed? Mm-hmm. Now I know. Yeah. It's an Obsidian first-person RPG with magic. Uh, you know I love Obsidian games. Their writing is so good. Everything they do is really unique and really cool. I don't know much about this, but you say Obsidian and you say fantasy RPG, you say magic. You got me. You got me sold. It looked great, too. There you go. Boom. It was a one star for me just because I didn't know what, anything about it beforehand. But yes, I will jump right in there with you, Matt, and say they showcased this. And I went, oh, 
oh yeah, I got to play this. This mm-hmm. looks fun. This looks great. What the hell? Why didn't I care about this? Why haven't I paid any attention to this whatsoever? But I'm on board with that one. But man, I got to go back to my last two star on this list. That's Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. I put yes. hell yeah, uh-huh. 926, baby. Oh, boy, going to Dogtown. I'm going to be dirty dogging it down in Dogtown. I can't wait. And then, of course, Keanu Reeves comes out, and he's like, oh, hey, everybody. Oh, man, I got this thing to show you. And I was like, Keanu, are you okay? Are you doing some drugs? You seem a little weird to me, but maybe he was just excited. Either way, I love Keanu. I love that he was there. I loved the whole thing. There's an extended portion they did on the Xbox Live Extended, which we can talk about if we want later. But God bless. I cannot wait to be back as V having a good old time. Got a chance at survival. Did you hear it, Matt? Did you hear? I did. They were hear like, it. hey, if you do this thing for me, I totally got a way to like get past that bomb ticking in your head. And I'm there's like, no way. V's not there's, gonna die. There's no I'm way. Gonna, That's a betrayer. No. That's a betrayer right there. I already know. That's that Haitian betrayer. That's, That's what's right. happening. I know what's <laughs> happening. But I don't want to believe it. I want to believe that V's gonna make it because I need Johnny and V to be best bros for life. And I need me and my girl to just ride off to the sunset forever. Well, me and my girl already did ride off into the sunset forever. So I am excited to see what kind of new endings, what kind of new scenarios. If other characters do come back in this, who knows? Can I bring in Judy? Is Pan Am going to be there for you? Mm -hmm. I appreciated that they went to Lady V in this trailer, which I feel like before we used to mostly see male V. And just more cyberpunk. I got the itch again. We always get the itch at certain points during the year. But I saw it and I went... Yeah, I need to get back in there and start clearing up all those side street cases and going in and just be like, oh, hey, people, instant hack everybody, instant hack everything. And then, oh, get out Nash's rifle, which is my rifle. I've said it a million times on this podcast. That's my V. I can't wait to be that V in a new area. And that's exactly what I was thinking about. I was like, oh, I'm pulling out my katana. And I'm smoking, folks. And they're like, oh, we made it more challenging. We've made the cops smarter. And I went, no, you, you didn't. Have, you're, not I did an Illidan from World of Warcraft. You are not prepared. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're just not. I killed the last boss of the strike. You're not prepared. I'm coming in there on my freaking motorcycle, and I'm flying off that bad boy, and I'm crit striking the first dude, and then I'm stopping time, and I'm smoking everybody else around him. One hit kills. It's just going to be a freaking blood fest, and I'm going to scorched earth dog town and get the president back, save the day, get my head fixed. I'm, I'm, I'm winning. I'm winning. Age is all about, I don't even know if you're a good guy or a bad guy yet, but if you double cross me, I'm killing you. One hit, boom, katana, you're dead. Promise you. Absolutely. Now I got two more stars. Both are one stars. One, I should have done my due diligence and rewatched the trailer, but it was called Clockwork Revolution. I I only remember the first part about this, which is why I wrote down Bioshock Infinite and Time Powers, because this looks like that old and timey, steampunky kind of world that you're in. That's literally all I remember. I don't even remember the Time Powers, but if you give me anything that's Bioshock Infinite looking like, that kind of theme, that kind of stuff... I'm I, apparently I'm sold on it because I wrote down and put a star. But the other thing that I'm sold on, and I'm literally halfway sold on it, is Starfield because they showed it off. And granted, they didn't show a whole lot. They didn't show a ton, ton. I mean, they showed, relatively speaking, they showed a ton compared to what they have before. But they showed enough of that combat that I am in. It's not, you know, super the best combat I've ever seen in my life. But it's way better than the Fallout combat. And it looks meaty enough. Mm-hmm. It looks just meaty enough. And. They showed a lot of the jetpack whooping up and then phew, your little boost to the side. And I went, 
that's that kind of Mass Effect Andromeda combat that I wanted, that I thought we had seen, you know, the little hints of it in the in the previous little sneakity peek. And they showed it here and I went, I'm in, I'm sold. And then everything else they said about the game, you sold me. Make a weird ship, fill it full of dudes. And then, oh yeah, when you like create these outposts and liberate these outposts you can recruit people from there you can leave them all over different places they all have different stats that affect your outposts in certain ways so i'm gonna go i'm gonna play that game my way and put my favorite people on my ship or all over these outposts so when i go back to them i go hey it's doug i remember when doug and i went into the big old cave and fought the worm creature or whatever and every time i go back to planet azora i get to see doug Everything they showed on here, I was excited for. It looked great. It looked awesome. I told Eric off air, I'm officially hyped for it. And I've been in the market for, you know, a backup controller and a headset for my Mm -hmm. Xbox. Hey, look, brand new Starfield controller, Starfield branded Xbox headset. I bought them. I don't care. I'm a collector. I like rare things. Boom. It's coming. It's here. It's actually here. Not here in my house, but it's, it's in a place that I can pick it up. I'm sold. I'm sold. And... The best part about it is I don't have to be sold because I can play it day one on Game Pass. Uh I don't have to shell out any other dollars if I don't want to. It's here, and it's cool. And if I only put 20 hours into it, and you know it gets to be too big and I fall off, I only paid for Game Pass for that month and played it and had a great time. I wrote down a whole bunch more notes, but I was just excited. Everything they showed, it got me excited. I was going to say, I got a couple quickies. Uh, I just wanted to add on, Starfield was a don't really care about, but we'll watch. After seeing the extended trailer, you know, the full thing in the in the shorty, I'm, I'm in a I want to play now. So you did a good job. Once again, great job with the trailer, great job with the extended cut. The combat, like you said, I'll just say, looked improved enough to where I'm like, okay, this is an actual shooter game. They're actually putting some mechanics behind it, and it looks feels and looks good enough. So... I want to play now, and I love the fact, too, like you said, you can get the different characters and put them on your ship and, and just have your own team and your own feel to it. And I was like, I'm really jiving with that. And then, of course, they talked about the skill sets and just how you can go jetpack man, you can go bombs man, you can go guns blazing man, you can go sneaky snook, you know, whatever you want to do, you build it. And I'm like, that's Mass Effect. That's exactly what I want. And the different traits where you don't have to take them, but you can take them. And it can make, give you real cool stuff on certain planets and maybe in, all, in different areas. Hey, your your past comes back to haunt you. You're getting jumped by dudes. Who knows? But the other thing that really intrigued me, I don't know how well this is going to happen, but we've talked about this before on this show or on a shifter multi-topic or whatever. Todd Howard said, hey, in this game, NPCs can say your name. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I don't know how far that's going to go. But they said, hey, Mr. Howard, and that's a pretty easy name, and you, you have access to the voice actors. But he specifically said, they can say your name. And I went, if that's true, that's amazing. To have him actually say Mahaga? Oh, my but God. I was just even just thinking of, like, relative last names. I have a sort of weird one. You have one that is just a basic word, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, how could it not work? Mine is two words smashed together, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's a small thing, but it's something that, you know what? If I make Matt Barnhart in that game... And they go, hey, Captain Barnhart, welcome to Azora. Holy sh! If I go up to Doug and he goes, hey, Matt, how's it going? It's over. I'm done. done. Yeah. That's incredible. I can see how they could do it, though. You get the voice actors you have doing all the normal lines, but then you use an AI to replicate the voice for your specific name. So it's just good enough and close enough that it can naturally be put in. That I, I think that could possibly work for sure, yeah. 
Um, I did do the clockwork, but won't mention any more about it, Matt. Uh, for me, uh, the biggest one, and then I'll do this last, this will be the last one, is a game called Still Wakes the Deep. I put scary game, looks scary, interested. Okay. <laughs> the trailer was extremely short, really didn't show anything except for you're on some kind of underwater, uh, looks like oil tanker. I don't know what the hell it is, I, or an underwater base. I'm really not sure, to be honest with you. Anyways, you're down there, and it's got the, the water dripping from the pipes. It's got the dark, frick, flickering lights. It's got some kind of strange screaming monster that's kind of either stalking you, hunting you, or just in the vicinity, and you're trying not to die. I love you know, I love scary games, so this was one that I was like, ooh, I don't know where the hell this came from or if it's ever been shown before. First time I saw it, was very interested, would love to see more. Uh, like you though, I didn't do my due diligence to go see if there was actually other trailers or any more kind of deep dives on it somewhere else. But from when that little hit was, got me interested and really made me uh, excited for something I had no clue existed. Now at this point, it's rough because I got three more pages of notes from three different shows, but we are getting close to the. Oh, we're already at the end of the showcase. And for me, I've only got the Xbox Extended Showcase left. That's about it because I didn't watch the OTK or the uh, indie one. Okay. And I know you did. There's so many on this one, though. We'll give it quick hits. Day of the Devs. Watch the Day of the Devs. The first thing they showed off was a game called Beastie Ball. I immediately went and backed it on Kickstarter when I heard about it. It's like kind of like a Pokemon game. You're in a world, there's animals. You go and recruit animals, but you recruit them to your Beastie Ball team. And that's like a, it's like a volleyball JRPG because your team and your team line up on here. Skills kick the ball back and forth and you, you knock each other out. It looked really cute, really fun. So I backed it on Kickstarter. Other thing in there was Cart Life, which was a weird 2D pixel art, strange game where you pick a character who has a certain background. You're trying to open up a food cart. Apparently, this is like a legendary indie game I've never heard of, but they're bringing it out for the current systems. It looks like Papers, Please, kind of that weird, dark, living a life kind of indie game. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, so many more just from this one. Ete, you're a painter going around this world, and you're adding color to the world and unlocking things that now you can use in your diorama paintings. Check out the trailer for that. It looks really awesome. Mars First Logistics. That's a Dan Eakin game. You're on Mars building rovers that can pick stuff up and take them somewhere. It has that Kerbal space program kind of yeah. feel to it. Looks really cool, though. Salt Sea Chronicles. You play as a crew on this boat in this flooded world, and you go around and have little side stories as your crew members interact with certain people in the world. There's a million other things just from that one alone. I'll give you my three quick hits from the uh, Xbox Extended Showcase, Matt, okay? Let me tell you this. More Cyberpunk 277 is there for the Phantom Liberty. More Keanu Reeves, Matt. If you didn't see it, you got to watch it. He goes on and on and on. A whole interview with uh, Tina Amini or whatever. Good times. Great stuff. Go check that out. Now, the biggest one, though, Matt. High on Life DLC. I don't know if it's DLC or an actual new game. It's called High on Knife. What? And it showcase- yes, what? you missed it. Oh, my God. It's it's insane. So you, the character, all right? You're, you're getting dragged through this dark realm, and this gigantic morbid beast is, like, going to consume you. And all of a sudden, Knifey goes, oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry, guys. I, I got you dragged into this. <laughs> and it's, like, blood and guts and everything showcase. It's a whole DLC or, or new game. I don't know which. I, I, didn't, I didn't follow up on it. Of Knifey and you on a whole new adventure. Oh, my God. Yes. It it blew my mind. I went, oh, oh my God. I didn't even finish the damn main game, but this got me so excited. I was laughing. I was already on board. Sold just like that, man. So you got to go check that out. At least Holy check cow. out that trailer. They did more avowed information. Uh, just They did more on everything. All right. But the, the last one I'll say 
is a strange game called Go Mecha Ball. It was like at the very end of this thing. Uh, except for some more Towerborn stuff. But Go Mecha Ball. No, it was at the end. Of it. I can't remember anymore. It's too many, too much stuff, man. I mean, I've been, we've been watching so much. But Go Mecha Ball, it reminded me of Marble Madness. All right, it had all these cool levels, and you're like traversing it with this 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 marble like ball. Different thing though, it turns into like a little mech, and you're shooting. You can just destroy baddies and take care of scenarios, and then get like obstacles that are in the way down or move you know move things where you need to. And you turn back into a marble like ball, and then you traverse the level as a marble like ball. And I went, awesome. oh my god, dude, I am so in on this. I've missed Marble Madness, and this is probably the closest I'm ever going to get to something like this. And on top of it, I get to become a cool mech warrior and shoot things. And so I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if any of you listening saw this, but go check it out. Go Mecha Ball. Totally had a really cool vibe too. They were like cutting in and like doing weird stuff with the screen, like you know they were you were in on it the fourth wall type thing for a minute there. So great trailer, good times, a complete surprise. I thought they were going to end it right there, but they showcased that a little bit more. It was a good time. It's it's rather long though. It's like a, it's almost the same length as the actual showcase was. So you're in for a time if you want to go check it out. Just make sure you got uh, a little bit of spare time for you. Speaking of being in for a time, I recommend both of the showcases. I'll only pick a few out of these last two. Wholesome Direct. If you like indie games, if you like smaller scale games, check out the Wholesome Direct. I will say Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland. Another Little Nemo game. I remember playing the one on the NES when I was a kid. Got to support this one too. And then Everdeep Aurora. That was the big one that surprised me in this one. It's like a Game Boy looking kind of game. It's not like green and black or anything, but it has that like big chunky pixels and you're a cat going on some kind of adventure. And I don't know much about it, but just the art style of this game. You got to look at it. You got to see it because it, it jumped off the screen at me. I put a star next to it. I have to follow up on it. And then I got to give props to the future game show. Because they had Yuri Lowenthal and goddamn the boss of the Saints, Laura Bailey, hosting this one. It was a ton of fun. There were too many games to list. I underlined and starred so many goddamn games. I'll pull out three. One is Resistor. Right close to the beginning, a story-based, cartoony, action racer RPG. Felt like the pod racing scene. You're out in a post-apocalypse, driving around in the desert. Very cartoony. And then they specifically said it's an RPG. So I'm guessing you get mechanics and crew and all this other stuff to have your racing team. The Bookwalker. I played this one. It's a game where you are in first person out in the real world. You've been convicted of a crime and you can't write anymore for like 30 years. Apparently you were an author. I don't know the story, but to get out of it, you're trying to dive into these books to pull items out of them back into the real world to give them to this weird dealer. So you're diving into different types of books and in there it's kind of point and click adventure game style almost. You have this companion and I only know this much because I did play the demo of it. You have a companion that can read ahead in the book and tell you what should be happening and what it is you're looking for. And your character goes, dude, don't spoil the book for me. But you're in the book. You're living it. You're trying to figure out what's happening. Just the first book you dive into, it's such a cool theme. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but that one got me really excited. It's a very strange game, though. Feels like a feels like an Eastern European game. And then let's see, what's the last one I'll talk about? Oh, the last one they ended it with. The Spirit of the Samurai. You play as three different characters there's some kind of weird thing going on with samurais and aliens and this cat. But the cool thing about it, again, graphical style. This looks like a stop-motion film come to video game life. You have to see this in action. I say that all the time on this goddamn podcast, but you got to see it. It's not. It doesn't just look like a game where you side-scroll and run about. It looks like a stop-motion film. Everything moves just like that. Looks incredible. That's it. 
I'm calling it there. So what about you out there in podcast listener land? What else from the Future Game Showcase, especially have I not even talked about that's really so cool? What else have you seen that got you excited? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook, go to thirdshift, hit up the Discord and the Patreon, do it. Indeed, you can do all those things, Matt. We didn't even talk about Fable at all. They swear that that was some in-game stuff going on. But, of course, nobody believes them. Who knows? Time will be told. There's also some drama surrounding it. It's wild. Can't wait to see it. There's so many other games. As Matt said, let us know all about it. And while you're doing that, you like what you hear, you want to support us, keep us in business, head over to Patreon, throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, helps us out, keeps the lights on, pays the bills. It is glorious. But if you can't do that, hey, I just want to hear from you in general. What are you playing? What are you doing? What games are you looking forward to? How's the world in general? Any kind of information, any kind of feedback, we love it over here at Third Shift, and we appreciate you doing all those wonderful things and hope you uh, have yourself a wonderful day, of course. I just got to say, last thing I got showcases, there were so many games and so many genres that I don't play that looked so good. I was like, man, I need to get into some city building because City Skyline 2 looks so cool. Yeah, that looked insane. I need to get into this and that and the other thing. I don't play those kinds of games, and I, I always fall off them. But it looks like the best it's ever looked in the world. But speaking of looking the best it's ever looked in the world, this podcast will look the best it's ever looked in the world next week when you listen to the brand new episode on or around the 22nd. You can find it on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we really do appreciate it, everybody. We appreciate that. And we appreciate five-star reviews, which you can do at Spotify or iTunes. It gets us up in the algorithm, makes life good for me and Matt, gets the views in so we can become internet famous and someday be those influencers that do the influency thing. You know what I'm saying? We want that power, folks. We want that. We're hungry. We're hungry for that power. So give us the five-star ratings because I got to eat, baby. And until that time, we got to close the show out because I keep picking up the future game show note and looking at it and going, oh, but I didn't talk about this one. I didn't talk about this one. But until the next time, when I might be able to talk about it, who knows? Maybe we'll allow them, you know, five minutes of the leftovers along with some where a were, you know, type games or something. Who knows? We'll see. But until that point, there's nothing else to say but. Sit down.